VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Is it too late now to say sorry? Cause I'm It's still not too late for the Colts to sign Michael Vick. Welcome to a Frank Clarkless edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host and Eagles fan, Daniel Hardigan. Guys, great news. Philly sports has peaked. We've reached our absolute zenith. Uh, with us, as always, Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Danny, how'd you enjoy that Super Bowl revenge game? Oh, it was, it was so Was it fun. revenge? And I, I think, you know, you can get revenge off of a team you already beat, but sure, I mean... The point is we're not peaking now, which is the worst time to peak is six games in. You want to peak at the Super Bowl. And uh, I think we've got way more left in the tank. Uh, Hey, as always, we got Washington Commanders fan Jamel Johnson with us. Jamel, the seamen are sizzling hot. Thoughts on how your team has taken command of the season? Um... Actually, no, I don't even want to. Good, good to see you guys. Hey, uh, and finally joining the show today, uh, we are lucky to have an amazing comedian and I think San Francisco 49ers fan, uh, Dan Soder. What's up, Dan? Hey, that, uh, there's no such thing as a revenge game when you're playing a skeleton crew. <laughs> you're playing a bunch of injured people. Just, you know, looks a little different if Trey Lance and Elijah Mitchell and all the other people we've lost, Mosley. We're run down. That was a very this. I knew this podcast was going to be tough because Danny's a Chiefs fan. I didn't know it was going to be this tough after the loss. He timed that incredibly. Son of a bitch. Well done, now, Danny. Did, uh, are, that's a great question, actually. Are you pro Trey Lance? Because from yeah. what we saw. I mean, what, what kind of idiot is it? What we've seen is nothing. Stop with what we've seen. You've seen three games of a man that was 20 years old. By the way, next season when he's in there, he's going to be the same age as the top prospect that's coming out in the draft right now. So basically, you have a kid that skipped college and basically went high school to college, to the pros. And, and had a couple of years and, you know, learned how to break a bone in the NFL. And then that's always important. <laughs> Got to get that first bone out of the way. Get that True. first injury so you can come back so you don't get, you know, your your brain doesn't get messed up when you do get injured. And you're like, I don't have it anymore. So, like learn, you know, learn to build from scratch. Do you think there's something cosmically going on in, you know, just the Niners franchise like why is this team injured so often like you got i agree been, the, the team's probably not, this isn't something new dude i that's Fuck. what i'm saying like why kyle shanahan, kyle shanahan to breaks his toys kyle <laughs> okay, loves to break his toys yeah. he smashes them together. he smashes them together and then they break and then he's like oh, i gotta tape this guy's arm on it's very frustrating it's very very frustrating but get the injuries now dude Get them all right now. Let everyone sleep on us. They did this last year. A bunch of knee-jerk reactions to the 49ers last season were fire Kyle. I had so many tweets bookmarked from these idiots after we lost to Arizona the second time that they were like, Kyle's a fluke. The 49ers are garbage. 
blah, 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 and then NFC champion. We lose the NFC championship to the Rams. We're one game away from the Super Bowl after everyone talks so much shit. So then this week you get that rematch. You're going back to Los Angeles. Are you going to the game? Yeah. Uh, are you, no, are you in, I, you're in New York City? Yeah, I live in New York. I um, I don't Smart. think the forty the 49ers are going to turn it on till about week eleven or twelve. I think you got a little bit. I think if they lose this Rams game, I don't think it's the end of the world. I think they got the Rams game in a bye, and I think that's going to be very important. We kind of Kyle kind of walks around in Sean McVay's head. So I think we might be able to hopefully win a close one and then get a week of rest where we can get back our players. Because Danny saw it. The Chiefs just abused our tackles. Trent Williams and Mike McGlinchey came in after being injured for weeks and not having them. Came in and McGlinchey made more mistakes than I've ever seen him make college or pro. And he's like, he's one of the best tackles in the NFL. Just because Trent Williams is there, McGlinchey gets forgotten about. McGlinchey's an incredible right tackle. Yeah, Frank Clark getting a sack was a shock, I believe, to both of us. Yeah, it was just like, man, I, I honestly, I, I obviously we're we're all in comedy, so we have friends that have problems, and I really felt like that was how I felt with McGlinchy by the end of the game, where I'm like, buddy, what's going on? You drinking too much? What's where's your head at, guy? A lot of penalties. We had, I think, he had like four penalties on him, uh, just on him on holding. Do you have a Niners origin story? How'd you become a fan? How long you been a fan? Well, I'm a lifelong. My dad, my dad's from the Bay. And so when I was born, I was actually born in Hartford, but just put into 49ers stuff from the jump. And then 49ers and San Francisco Giants were just kind of like the religions in our house. Like those are the two teams that you loved. And then my mom moved us to Denver when I was like six, five or six. And my parents got divorced and I just stayed a Niners fan. And I didn't, the Broncos weren't appealing. And I loved, I loved Joe Montana. And so it was, um, you know, I stayed a 49ers fan. And I think when you grow up in a city where the team isn't, uh, there, there, there can be the thing where you become more loyal out of like a, fuck you, I'm not joining your team. I like that my is, team. That's my story. Did, did your mom ever like try to get you to like the Broncos? Like, yo, I'm sick of this fucking Niners shit. You know what I'm saying? I'll, do, like, I'll, I'll do you one better. The year the 49ers played the Broncos in the Super Bowl in 1989 was the year my parents went through a very bitter divorce. And my mom's whole family is from Colorado. (laughs) I've told this story several times before, but my mom had a straight-up Super Bowl party in 1989 where everyone was in blue and orange except her six-year-old son who was in red and gold. And the Niners put up 55 to 10 on the Broncos. Uh... And I I saw my mom legitimately being like, okay, that was the first time I like can remember in my head her kind of being like, okay, stop celebrating. Because I'd be like, touch, you know, when you're little and you're like, touch yeah. down. And it's just Montana and Rice butt fucking the Broncos. My, uh, one of my high school coaches was on that Bronco secondary, Tony Lilly. Tony Lilly. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. Here's the thing about the Broncos is I, um, I, I playfully like them. I playfully like to watch them lose to kind of talk shit to my friends and family in Colorado. But also, you know, I I want my mom to be happy. So if the Broncos are doing well, like when they played the Panthers in the Super Bowl, I was like, hey, go Broncos, you know? I don't give a shit about the Panthers. So it's a weird thing of growing, because Denver is very, I mean, they love the Broncos. Oh, they yeah. love them so Disgusting. fucking much. And um, 
so that's been so growing up as a 49er fan in Denver, it was kind of like shit, man, I can't watch any games. But the Niners were on a lot of national TV, thank God. Because you had Montana and then you had Steve Young. And I mean, being a kid growing up through the 80s into the 90s with that team, I mean, they must have thought that you were just kind of a fair weather fan that you just hopped onto the bandwagon. No, I was very emotional about it. I, I like uh, there were some friendships that got disrupted because they were Cowboys fans in the 90s. And that was a real big problem for me. And then I hated the Packers with a with a very intense passion because in the late 90s, they kept bouncing us from the playoffs. And then, um, well, Brett Favre was, always... was coming to him. Yeah, he was yeah. right. Well, so, oh so far, God, no, dude, but if, he will. If 96 <laughs> me could have found that out, if you would have told 13 year old me all the shit that Brett Favre was about to eat later in life, I'd be like, all right, let him get this fucking one playoff run. A piece of shit. But it really was, uh, you know, I think the when you get down to sports, a lot of it is like sometimes a replacement for religion. And, the 49ers were something my dad and I shared literally probably the only thing we shared. And then, cause he was, he was out. And then, so it was just became like, I became a 49ers fan and I just, it just became part of my identity and I just loved him. I, and I still do, you know, I totally relate to like kind of doubling down on the fandom when you're the fish out of water or in the city that you're in. My mom is also from the Bay area. She's a Niners fan but they have a tiny family. And then my dad's side, huge Philly Irish Catholic family. Yeah. And that's my sports fandom background. I'm from Southern California. I'm walking around in a McNabb Jersey at my high school. No one understands. Are you full Philly fans? Are you you Phillies, Sixers, Flyers, Eagles? Here's, here's my theory on that. If you're a transplant and you like a team, San Francisco is not bad. It's not a bad one to be a fan of the 49ers and the Giants. I, I chose the Nuggets over Warriors, which was stupid. That was a personal decision. That was <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. dumb. But you tell me you watch that 94 team and as a 10-year-old aren't like, oh, man, I love the fucking Nuggets with Dikembe and, oh. and that whole team. And the Robert Pack? Yeah, loved Robert Pack. Oh, and you're crushing, Robert Pack. crushing the jersey battle also. Unbelievable. Nuggets have several different jersey runs that are fucking unbelievable. But – as far as cities go, I think Philadelphia and Boston are the two cities where if your family's from there and you grew up somewhere else, it makes complete sense why you're across the board. Because those are the two most, I would go as far as to say, the two most passionate sports cities. New York's obnoxious, but I think Boston and Philly are the two best sports cities. They like love their teams sometimes too much. And I just like, I love those fan bases. Yeah, and it was a rejection of the sense of entitlement uh, that the Southern California fan has. The Laker fan, the oh. USC football fan, it, it's yeah. a disgusting, it's a disease. That's why, and I, how- I, I rejected it thoroughly. I, I saw it as a young person, and I said, I can't be a part of this. The 49ers outselling the Rams in their own stadium in week 18 last year, and then beating them to go to the playoffs for the second time, and then when the NFC Championship game comes around, Ticketmaster does a thing where they're like, you have to provide your Los Angeles zip code in order Mm. to get tickets because the Los Angeles fan base fucking stinks until they win. And then they're like, "Mm, I like the Rams. I guess I like the Rams. I I can't stand LA, and I'm glad the Rams are back so we can just beat the shit out of them every year. I mean, you've you've willingly not moved to L.A. all these years yeah. uh, for a reason. And it's yes. true. I mean, uh, you know, 
a real uh, uh, a fan of sports, you know, real man's man like a Dan Soder. You wouldn't you wouldn't like the the flightiness of the L.A. lifestyle, of the L.A. fandom. It's you know, it, it's basically just like Ellen comes to SoFi and, you know, Ugh. all the all like the celebs. That's what Ugh. they're there for. They're there to be seen. They're not there you to cheer on Matt Stafford. You know what I love even more now about San Francisco is that obviously the stadium's in Santa Clara. Not a big fan of that. Wish it would have stayed in the city. Wish it would have stayed at Candlestick Point. But what happened is, is when the Raiders moved to Las Vegas, we it broke the 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 back of a lot of Raiders fans. I think the the move to L.A. and then the move back, they kept a fan base. But this Vegas move, I think, broke a lot of hearts. And so the 49ers got a lot of Raiders fans. They came over to the red and gold, which is crazy because of that rivalry. But what's even yeah. more fun about it is now our fan base is like kind of badass. Like we used to be like yuppies in San Francisco, you know, with like boat shoes on and jeans being like, I love the West Coast offense. It's very effective. And then now we got like, you know, cholos from the East Bay being like, yo, in South San Francisco. Niner being like, gang. Bang, 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 bang. Niner gang, bro. Trey Lance is the truth, bro. And you're like, hell yeah, dude. Fuck it. That's what's up. Let's roll. I love it. And we travel well. The 49ers are a team that travels very well, like the Packers. We, we fill up stadiums on the road. Yeah, I remember that Cowboys Niners playoff game from a year or two ago. It was pretty much all Niners fans. Yeah, we last, year, over the Cowboys last year you could hear the cow- you could yeah. hear the nine like when they were on third down, you could hear how many Niners fans were in there when the Cowboys were on third down. And I love the fact that after we beat the Rams in week eighteen, Sean McVay was like, Yeah, Stafford had to go to a silent count because the 49ers fans were too loud. And he's like, I've never seen that in the NFL. And as a 49er fan, you're like, let's fucking go. Fucking, fuck you, Rams. I hate you. Oh, uh, okay. But I would say my one knock on the NFC West is because we're talking to a we're talking to AFC West and NFC East. Mm-hmm. I would say those two divisions specifically them and the NFC North have the most rivalries between all of the teams. It's a complete everybody hates each other in the division the way it should be. Yeah, I think the I think the Niners. It's like, eh, we don't like the Cardinals. We hate the Rams and the Seahawks. We hate, but it took us a while. That's like th- those are all new. Uh, growing up in Denver, I knew how much the Broncos hated the Raiders, but they also hated the Chiefs, and then had a problem with the Chargers when Philip Rivers was there. And then the NFC East, it's like Giants hate the Cowboys, Cowboys hate the Eagles, Commanders hate you know the Giants. It just works. Themselves. Hate themselves. Yeah, I was I mean, gonna say. Yeah. How, dude, how bad do you want Snyder to sell that team? I want Snyder to do a lot of things. That's what I'll say about that. I would love to, I would just love it if his heart stopped. Yeah. I think if that happened, you would have that moment where you go, it's over. Every Commanders fan would go, it's fine. Like when the death of the head vampire. Yeah. Yeah. It's like emerging after like a nuclear bomb and you're like, I think we're going to be okay. we're gonna be okay. I mean, dude, this the the new owner of the Commanders would just be like, "Woo!" <laughs> he could get he could get away with some crazy shit for the first three years. If you're following Snyder, you can get away with some batshit stuff. You could smoke crack on camera if yeah, you're the owner like, after. Just yeah. it cuts to you in the owner's box, with like you're sitting just next to Goodell with a crack pipe. Yeah, and they're like, "This guy's fucking awesome. He gets it. He understands it." 
He understands the history of the city. Yeah. <laughs> how to smoke history. crack, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they go, uh, we love it. We love Mary and Barry. Why wouldn't we love this guy? DC tradition. Come on. Um, all right. Let's get into it. Let's start the show. We uh, we have started the show, but let's, uh, let's get into this next segment the way we always start. Uh, what we hated about watching football last week. Danny, what would you hate this week? Yeah, I mean, through all the talk uh, about the Niners-Chiefs game, I think, you know, maybe this is uh, uh, not as... I'm not as vehement about this, I guess, now. I'll still get into it. Uh, what I hated is how every team now is cheating to try to beat the Chiefs. You know, mm. it happened in San Francisco last Wednesday. Every single Niners defensive player was horribly injured, near death. And then the NFL slips them all Wolverine super soldier pills and every last one of them is just magically off the injury report. And then on top of that, surprise, here's Christian McCaffrey. Dude's in town for two fucking days. They hand him a playbook and a cold brew, toss him right into the lineup. <laughs> and of course, none of it worked. You know, we dick slapped that team in front of the entire nation. But it added unnecessary stress to my week. I lost 50 bucks in my pick'em league betting on the Niners to cover. And in our Oof. league, I lost a point to Hardigan because I wasn't sure if we'd be able to 40-burger these dudes with their full defense. It's, a, it's getting annoying. We can't play normal games because we have to be everyone's Super Bowl. Everyone's got to pull out their little injury report tricks or load up on their high-priced free agents or lean on corrupt refs like Carl Cheffers to beat us. And it's like, look, just learn to lose with some class. Have some dignity. Stop fighting it. You should all be proud to be in a league with an all-time great talent like Patrick Mahomes. No shame in bending the knee to your king. We're the 96 Bulls. And even if you're a Knicks or a Magic or a Sonics fan, you can still take a moment to sit back and enjoy the show. That's all I'm saying. Disgusting. Don't fight it. Don't fight it, people. I think I get it. Embrace love. God, I love when people are passionate and incorrect. <laughs> well, now, <laughs> could you imagine I, if we had our full defense? Could you imagine if we had Eric Armstead just eating up the run the way he normally does? Look, instead of having your bullshit six yard, your little four yard runs. We love, we and feast. Then Patrick Mahomes, I've never seen someone get so lucky on broken plays outside lucky. of Russell Wilson. Lucky, Patrick this is Holmes every game. And his, and his any given Sunday, run down to the Cadillac and throw it to the guy. If you if you didn't like have Travis ringing the dinner bell, if you didn't have Travis, let me stand in front of these cornerbacks that I'm three feet taller than and catch like it's a game of five hundred that an uncle's playing with his little cousins. Oh, it, I miss five hundred. The thing about the Chiefs is you guys are beatable. You're very beatable. You're not dominant. And what's going to be nuts is when you get knocked off in the playoffs by like a surging Bengals. Or that the happened Dolphins. already. We've learned from that. We do not make the same mistake twice. We, oh, I don't we know. We beat up on the best teams, and we devour number one defenses. We I mean, that wasn't the, a number one defense. You saw you saw two-thirds of a number one defense. Now what PFF says. PFF had you number one. That's all I yeah. care about. Imagine when we're full strength. Then those guys are going to really come in their pants. Imagine when we get back when we actually get back our D linemen and we get back, you know, Greenlaw well, and as some long other as players. Jimmy you G can doesn't see come. Yeah, you can <laughs> see it running down because they don't wear pads anymore in the pants. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can just see it drizzling down the side Clear of the lines. Yeah, it Look, doesn't soak into the thigh pads. If Jimmy G miraculously leads you guys to another Super Bowl, I will be rooting for that matchup at full strength on both sides. 
and watching oh. Jimmy G throw those beautiful deep passes that he's known for nailing every single time. I would, I said it before the podcast, but I mean it. The 49ers have a lot of 2007 New York Giants energy right now. They're going to probably end the regular season, you know, 10 and 7, uh, crawling in a wild card. And then out of nowhere, everyone's going to be like, this 49ers, dude, they keep winning. I don't know what it is. We're going to get to the NFC championship, probably against a very hyped up Eagles team. And then you're going to see Jalen Hurts make a mistake that the city of Philadelphia will never let him forget. He already just did like that this way, week. He's wearing a bunch like of Philadelphia, shit. Just the way, just the same way that Philadelphia broke Carson Wentz's brain, oh, and then sent man. him. And then we're gonna, and then the 49ers are gonna get to the Super Bowl. And God, would I love it if they beat the Kansas City Chiefs? But I'll also take the Buffalo Bills. I'll take them beating the Buffalo Bills any day. That would be a lot of fun. To get Bills our sixth ring. Bills can't get there. Uh, quickly, 500. I, I played three flies up growing up. We never played 500. Are there rule differences? Is it pretty much the same shit? You throw a ball up high. Everybody's standing at the other end. There's one guy yeah. with the ball, and then yeah. he determines a point value, and yeah. then three just launches up. one in the sky. Yeah, That's where Andy Reid got the motivation for his <laughs> offense. <laughs> Dan, what would you hate about watching football this week? What? Uh, I hated the 49ers losing that bad. I hated that yeah. the 49ers losing that bad to the Chiefs. It was a game where we were up 10 nothing and we looked good. Jimmy looked crisp, and then Jimmy just jimmied. He just kept – he just does stuff where it, he, he makes mistakes that hot men make that they think a wink can get him out of, where he's like, ooh, did I accidentally throw that to the wrong guy at the goal line? My bad, baby. Maybe next time. And you're like, yeah, that's going to really fuck us. We could have used those points. Because if that that play where he throws a pick at the goal line, if we get any points off that, you're looking at 13-0, maybe 17-0. And then you're looking at Andy Reid abandoning his play calling for the second half, doing all downfield, downfield strikes, which I know I'm joking around about our team being pretty banged up, but our secondary is not bad. Hufanga and Ward are playing great. We got Ward from Kansas City. He got beat one-on-one, -on -one, which was just brutal. Well, we you know, know his secrets. To... We know his secret yeah. weaknesses. And then we're waiting, you know, we lost Mosley and we're waiting for Jason Verrett to come back. So we have two lockdown corners. But it was just, it was a tough game to watch the 49ers completely lose. And then when Jimmy Jimmy's, you really like, it's the way I felt in the NFC Championship game where you're like, damn it, dude. If he just did three things, three or four things, this team would be so fucking good. And that's what we were in 2019. And, and so I don't know. It was, it was tough to watch. And it was also, uh, I really didn't like watching the the Dolphins struggle to beat a, a mediocre Steelers team because I am I am de facto you know I'm Team Mike McDaniel so him going over and taking the Dolphins uh, you know wanted to see them their first Sunday night game in a long time and I was kind of hoping it was going to be a Waddle and Hill show and they were just going to show Tua back slinging it but they still got the win but it was it was a gross win. They were trying uh, to protect Tua that game. They were trying to make sure he yeah. didn't get a third concussion in front of America. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think adding another hot guy to the Niners in Christian McCaffrey uh, is threatening to Jimmy, or do they link up Bash Brothers style and this I, just becomes domination? Yeah, I, I, I guarantee they share grooming tips. Him and Christian talk about best ways to comb your hair in a pinch. You know, there's going to be a lot of stuff. 
I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be very good for the 49ers because he's going to take the heat off of Debo having to do all that shit. I think Debo wants to be a whiteout who takes a couple, you know, once in a while takes a jet sweep. But I don't think he liked lining up, you know, seven times in the backfield to get because even this season you've seen him the way he kind of takes pops he's like I don't want to take these D linemen and linebacker hits I'm fine lowering my shoulder on a safety or a corner but it's a different story when it's a linebacker or a, a D end um, the Debo name put too much pressure on him uh, what, what did I hate about football this week you hate, Jamal? yeah uh, I'll tell you what I hated I hated um, that it's the, this, this is the time of the year where the commanders give the the people that love them false hope okay. it's been going on for seasons and seasons in a row uh come out look like ass uh qb1 gets hurt or disappears <laughs> gets addicted to crocodile uh, and then the backup uh has a nice little three and a half game stretch just long enough for everybody to post the commander song unironically and think that this team has any chance of doing anything. And the sick thing is the NFC is mid-grade. Yeah. And it's possible that this team could win a get a wild card berth. And then even if we did do that, we're losing by 50 in front of everybody to whoever we play. In this scenario, it's probably the Vikings. The Vikings just get to kick the hell out of us on, on national TV. Sounds like a fucking nightmare. I wish they wouldn't win games at all. I wish they would just fucking send Tyler Heineke to the glue factory. <laughs> and just go 0-17 like we need to. That's the only thing that will break what remaining spirit this city has. And then no one will watch. And then Dan Snyder will have to sell the team. Any win gets him a half a billion dollars somehow. Yeah, dude, it's like this is more important than the Snyder cut being released of Justice League. Get Snyder out of Washington. I'm telling you, man. Get him out of there. Please. I think we love the team so much. I think NFL fans are so ready for the commanders to actually be a team that are worth cheering for. And it's impossible with Dan Snyder owning. Now, if you guys did make the playoffs, that that would probably mean that all four NFC teams got in because NFC, yeah. NFC, uh, yeah. NFC's oh, teams NFC's teams yeah. good all nah, four that's un- that has to have not happened before right I, mean, I don't that's think that's ever happened no, nearly no. impossible no we're definitely we're not going to make it unless like the Giants like I don't know de- well, def- defect I feel like the uh, NFC East looks is one of those first half season divisions where everyone's like wow they're all five and one and six and oh and everything and then there's going to be the the november just rut where everyone starts dropping three or four and then you know those are all big media cities so then everyone's going to be like what's going on is it all they just the the nfl is it's so week to week goldfish brain that everyone forgets you're like this happens every season because right now there's a team sitting at three and three that no one's thinking about or a team that's sitting at three and four that everyone's like, yeah, they're done or whatever. And then they're going to be a fucking problem in January. Well, that's, that's what I'm, the, I'm hoping it's the 49ers, yeah. but it could be a, a bunch of other teams. I pray it is not the commandments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thou shall not win. 
Jamel. As we, uh, <laughs> okay, quickly, what I hated, uh, my team was on a bye week. So, you know, it was hard to hate something specifically that happened this week in the NFL. So I zoomed out. I've been to a few games this season. I went to the Monday night Vikings Eagles game. It was awesome. But what I hate, electronic tickets. Uh, I like a tangible ticket. I like sticking yeah. it in my wallet, having it for 12 fucking years, travel yeah. around with me. I look at it. It makes me feel happy if we won that day. Uh, the scanners don't work at the stadium. I'm around 80,000 other people, so my phone service won't pull up the app. It's just a goddamn nightmare. And I I don't know how I get my regular ticket back. Do they send them to season ticket holders? Are those the only people who get them, or are they, we just done? I don't know who's getting tickets? hard tickets anymore. I don't even know if in any sports who's getting hard tickets. And you know what's another problem that they talk about is when you have your phone, if you have snacks or whatever, and you're trying to come back to your section, you used to be able just to hold your ticket in your hand with your tray and be like, hey, right. there it is, and they can just look at it. But now with your phone, you're like, hold on, let me put my passcode in, and there there it is. And you're holding a tray and stuff, and you're like, yes. It and then sucks. I'm responsible for uh, my buddy's ticket, but he doesn't have the app, so he can't have the ticket but i screenshot and send it to him but it won't scan and it's just like it drives me fucking crazy yeah for however much time it saves for not going to will call or having to go pick it up it creates more problems this is is some real andy rooney shit you know what i don't like (laughs) buttons i don't like it okay there's too many (laughs) buttons going on let's let's move on uh this week uh you know it's halloween I'm a big, uh, big Halloween fan. Danny came up with a game to tie it in. What's your biggest fear for the rest of this season? Danny, you want to kick us off? Explain how this thing works. You know, we all have, we all have fears. It's a spooky time of year. Uh, since, since I really have nothing to fear from the bills and the playoffs, I'll go more general. Um, my fear is that at the midterms, Herschel Walker wins his election in Georgia, and then suddenly oh, no. all of the football dum-dums start running for office. Ooh. I think that could happen. Because unfortunately, they're all, you know, pretty hard right. They all can win, and they're all in swing states. Tom Brady, we found out, Dan texted me this earlier this this week. He we found out he's on texting terms with Ron DeSantis. So in 2024, we could have President DeSantis and Senator Brady. And you think Tom likes social security? He doesn't even want his receivers to get paid. Yeah, that is that is starting a very bad precedent where now we're starting to learn about the brain damage caused in the NFL <laughs> at the same time that these older NFL players are starting to think they could get political. And you're oh, right. yeah. Herschel, Herschel Walker wins. I don't want to have to see, you know, Carl Mecklenburg win a seat in Colorado. And you're like, oh, man. And he's a he's a he's pro guns in schools. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, that, that, that policy doesn't even make any sense. Well, and they're all yeah. like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers in Wisconsin, he could win elections there for the next 40 years. You might yeah, as well. If you think he's not going third party, you've uh, you've never done hard he, hallucinogenics. He could win That's as true. an independent. I think he'd be, you know, he'd caucus with the with the R's, I think. Yeah. And you might as well just convert that entire state into an, like an Elon Musk, David Koresh style compound. Like a like a Yaniverse or whatever, like with Rogers as the Messiah, with the Keith as the Keith Raniere type. Big Ben, he's in Pennsylvania. Oh, Big Ben will definitely go. Well, he's here's the run. good. He's starting. A, the silver lining of your little theory is that uh, if Jimmy G ever wanted to run, he would have to win. So <laughs> that would mean we would get a win. And I'm okay with that. 
I feel like, I mean, if Big Ben's in Pennsylvania, he'd be kind of like a McConnell in the streets, but like a Clinton in the sheets. Oh, my God, dude. Just I'm be... trying to think who's... I'm fucking with that. Peyton, Peyton actually could run for office in a way that you're like... He could. I don't sure. want to find out about Peyton's politics. He's, he's charming. <laughs> he did He did yeah. have Obama on the uh, the Manicast. So, yeah, I, I mean, at least he allowed those, this. Yeah. If you don't think it was those globalists at ESPN that did that, then well, they're wrong. As long as he didn't call him a Kenyan to his face, I feel yeah. like that's a win. Peyton goes, now, I, I'm used to crawling out Omaha. Now, you said you lived in Omaha, was it? Are you sure you were? Where were you born? And they're like, oh, no, Peyton. No, Peyton. Don't go birther on ESPN, on the ESPN coverage. <laughs> Meanwhile, Eli's eating fruit snacks. Yeah. He's not even paying attention. You don't know what he the goes, fuck. No, no, actually, like- Cooper's the one with the opinions in the family. Oh, God. God, and the one with the least credibility. Yeah. Well, now his son is going to be, he's the heir apparent. Right. That's right. true. Yeah. He is the, the sire, the, the prince that was promised. Our only hope, I guess, is Cam wins North Carolina, maybe, but he'd be a, a cinema type swing vote at best, where he's just coming in with the, with the crazy I'm outfits. I think who the most fun would be. Really. I like Bill Romanowski as Secretary of Defense. Yeah. Not the haircut. He's if you crazy. think Romo's, if you think Romo would even join the regular government, you're an idiot. He's going full yes. Blackwater, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, he's, he's going, he's going merc, mercenary. He might make steroids legal. Yeah, if we get him in the right seat. He would be mm, like, I'm I think we need to go pick more wars. We should fight more wars. Everyone's like, Bill, 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 Billy Buddy. This is a terrifying scenario in all football Congress, except. Representative Deion Sanders, Ooh, I'm ready. Prime. I'm ready yeah. for. I'm ready for prime time in the in Mayor the Oval prime. Office. Yeah, dude, could you imagine he gets Paris <laughs> released and he does the he does the prime dance? He's just, like, he's just <laughs> in the rose garden and he goes. By the way, we got all four of those students back from Yemen. Uh, 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 <laughs> I love that, dude. I love President Deion Sanders. Yeah, coach. I mean, co- uh, President Sanders. I'm all for it. Yeah. I mean, it's basically one step below uh, idiocracy at that point. It's just yeah. that's like the exact. I mean, we're premise. moving there. We're moving there. So might as well have fun with it. Might as well just jump. Uh, right Dan, in. what's your biggest fear the rest of the season? Honestly, that we don't ever get healthy because this is a team where it's like. I always get nervous when the 49ers have an incredible Madden team. When you're like, damn, this Madden team is fucking sweet. We got everything. Quarterback, running back, everything's there. And so when Trey Lance goes down, you know, I was at that game, the Seahawks game, and you're like, okay, well, we got Jimmy G. And then Elijah Mitchell goes down. You're like, all right, well, you know, we've got Fred Wilson Jr. And then they go get Christian McCaffrey. They just cut Telvin Coleman again. So – there's ways where like the 49ers can can maintain through injury, but the ones I'm, I'm truly scared about is our D-line never getting healthy, our O-line staying unhealthy. If our lines can stay healthy, I think the 49ers can be a, a very good playoff team. I'm, but I'm very I'm, afraid that you know injuries will hamper this team. I, I'm also an avid Madden guy, I was going to say, and, then, and definitely like the, uh, the funniest part right now of playing against the Niners is uh, – Jimmy G having to do the pre-programmed Trey Lance 
bootleg plays where he's oh, that's funny. using his I legs. I didn't even realize that. Hilariously I'm, slow. I'm far, I'm far. I'm running a dynasty on Madden with uh, the Dolphins, with McDaniel, and I'm in year three, and Jimmy G is, is thriving in Carolina as a Panthers quarterback. Oh, really? Well, yeah. well maybe that's a real trade that could happen. I don't know, but it it is it's a thing where you know I just want the Forty ers to get healthy so they can they can be a a, a force in the NFL. Uh, Jamel, biggest fear the rest of the season. My biggest fear is that Russell Wilson is the Manchurian candidate. You think he's going to go OJ and Naked Gun? Yes, I mean <laughs> come to, on, dude. kill whatever politician is there. There's the no way dead. that yo. There's no way that Sierra didn't have him lobotomized. Dude, I don't know what it was. I don't know if if Sierra was like, how do I just get the complete opposite of future and make it somehow way worse? Take a quarterback's brain out. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the article that came out today that he, on the flight back from London, was exercising four oh, yeah. out of the eight hours yeah. doing, yeah. Uh, doing knee high ups. knees? Yeah. You know who else does that? The Universal Soldier, man. He's yeah, not dude. with us. Yeah, he's Dolph Lundgren. He's waiting to be activated, man. Yeah, dude. It's I, I don't know. I wonder what his phrase is to get him activated. They go, Mr. Unlimited. And then he's like, I must kill President Biden. It's going to happen. Man, and can I tell you something? Biden and Pelosi are going down. Everybody's just batting down the hatches. I will admit, as a guy that has been tormented by Russell Wilson when he was in Seattle, man, is this fun to watch. It is. Uh, watching all my Broncos friends and family realize that they signed this dork for $250 million and gave away all their draft picks. Till 2025. You know Ooh, that just warmed me up, Danny. That just warmed me up. I love knowing that someone else has to bear the brunt of Russell Wilson's corniness. That money is turning right into a mega church where him and Creflo Dollar and whoever that one white Joel Osteen are building rockets and inserting them into Russell's arms right now, dude. He is going to light up a stadium soon. They've yeah, got a dude, plan he, to fly to Haley's Comet together. I, I, something. I love it. Get the fresh Nikes on. Cut your wieners off, and then all die together, dude. Heaven's Gate, this shit. It's I, happening. It really is so fun to watch him just be like, "Well, he can't get more dorkier." And then the subway commercials come out, and you're like, "Yeah!" And then he has an interview. He's like, "I was working out while my teammates were sleeping." I'm like, "Yeah, you fucking suck, dude. Oh, yeah. This Feed is me. awesome." Meanwhile, Jimmy G's like, "Hey, sorry, I was late for the bus, guys. I was getting some of that sweet pussy in Kansas City." <laughs> it's like, fuck. Jimmy, it's hard G's, to, yeah. Jimmy like... G's waking up his lineman by putting his fingers under their nose, and he goes, "Yeah, it's a little bit of that Sunday night beaver." Am I right? Uh, what are you guys doing? <laughs> it's got to be hard to find porn stars in Kansas City, but I'm sure he's figured uh, it out. Not yeah. they out there. I'm sure James. I'm sure James has a stable. <laughs> the, only, the OnlyFans community in the Midwest is. Oh my God! It's Turned farmers only. Up. It's farmers oh, yeah. only. Unfortunately, farmers, farmers only. only and often. Farmers only fans. <laughs> uh. Okay, quickly, my biggest fear for the rest of the season. Um, we talked, we touched on it. We talked about some of these three and four teams. And with one of them, we're at a crucial crossroads. My biggest fear is that the Buccaneers turn it around and mm-hmm. Tom Brady ascends 
We've seen it before. Right now, they have four days to prepare for the Ravens on Thursday night football. And then they have to go to fucking Germany and play Seattle. Oh, yeah. If we can get two straight Brady losses, they can easily lose to the Ravens. And then when they're in Germany, some weird shit can happen with this guy. I need this meltdown. I can't have this taken away from me. I, and I know, and this is why I would be worried, Dan, if I were you, Daniel, is because you're already playing scared. You've already just told me <laughs> that you guys are undefeated and you're playing scared. There's zero confidence because Philly, the way it worked out the first time when you guys beat the Patriots was it worked. It was the perfect Philadelphia story. You guys were good. You lost your quarterback. Everyone was like, it's over. Nick Foles, the guy that Wentz replaces, comes in and just deals. He gets to take on one of the the greatest dynasties of all time in the New England Patriots. They run a fucking little Giants play. They run the annexation of Puerto Rico, and everyone goes nuts, and they win a Super Bowl, and people are cheering for Philly. But now – Yeah, almost never happens. Now you got the Phillies in the World Series – America's so, on our side. We hate the Astros as a nation. Everyone hates the Fuck the Astros. Go Phillies. And then, God forbid you win that World Series. No one will be on your side for the Eagles. That's true. We don't need them. No one would. But here's the thing. We don't want them. And I have a lot of close friends from Philadelphia. And I'm going to tell you where you guys lose everyone. It's that moment. It's the second that you guys go, yeah, I don't fucking need anybody. We're going to be the best fucking team in the NFL, and everyone else can fucking suck our dicks. And then everyone's like, yeah, fuck Philly. You guys are, we forget that you're fucking garbage New York. <laughs> the second like my you guys inner monologue. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? It was a, that was like my inner monologue. You just like took my brain bubble and just said what I was thinking. Because listen, I you got to know why people hate your team and it's always when they're good and everyone hated the 49ers when we were good because we were and it was true we were like bay area yuppies where everyone was wearing you know boat shoes and and corduroy shorts just being like i'm just talking about my dad now uh but everyone's like (laughs) you know they're all alcoholics that don't call their kids back yeah Uh, everybody <laughs> but they're like, but everyone starts hating their their fan base. Like I started when the Broncos were really good. I couldn't stand the whole like we're cowboys. It's like no, you're not. Half of you just moved there from California. Shut the fuck up. And the Chiefs, the Chiefs are obnoxious when they get good because they're like, you know, we're one of the oldest franchises and we haven't won. Blah, 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 blah. Well, whatever, you got one. Shut the fuck up. Uh, they're real big. Like I stand for my anthem, people. But yet during the national anthem, they finish every time with with the land of the Chiefs. Home which of the is, Chiefs, baby. Which is insanely offensive that a bunch of white people in the Midwest are screaming home of the Chiefs when we took the home of the Chiefs away from them and then made it into Kansas City these days. Look, so you we, have to look at why everyone hates your team when they're winning. And right now, Philly, you got too much good stuff going on for us to get behind you. The Sixers are good. The Phillies are in the World Series, and you guys are undefeated in the NFL. There's a reckoning. I don't know what it means, but I agree that something bad is going to result because of this, but I'm just enjoying the ride. Honestly, (laughs) I'm just trying to have fun. Daniel, I'm going to be dead honest with you. If you enjoy the ride, that might be the thing that saves all this. If Philly fans can just be like, hey, we're good, and this is working out. And it's Darius sweet. Slay is is playing his ass off, and we've got a lot of fun young they offensive slay. talent. It's like 
do that. Unfortunately, one man cannot control their entire fan base. If they could, if if you could, I I at least know that we would not be doing the chop as loudly and vociferously at every single game. Dude, my favorite thing, Danny, the fact that you brought up the chop, I I was working in Cleveland at Hilarities the weekend, the first weekend of the wildcard baseball playoffs, and they had a game at noon, so I got to go to the Guardians game, and (laughs) the Guardians... The Guardians do the Guardians. The, they do like a drum thing where you're like, what was this a Guardian drum where it's like dun 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 dun. They're like, let's get that Guardians drum going, and you're like, hey guys, I don't. You guys got to if you're gonna change the team name, you got to change everything. You can't put on be your like, Guardians headdress. That- yeah. Oh, look, here comes that guardian chop. Everyone <laughs> chop away. We're guardian. We're guarding. Stuff. It was like fucking wild. You can't well, stop. Jamel's on a commander's vision quest every weekend, so that's nice. Yeah. Listen, I'm sorry, we don't have the song anymore, so we're doing oh. our part. Dan, uh, thanks for joining the show. Do you have a prediction for the rest of the season, and uh, where can we find you? Are you are you covering the league anywhere else, or uh, anything you want to uh, promo? Uh, I'm I'm on the road. Dansoder.com for live dates. I got Dallas. Uh, I mean, I've got uh, Nashville, Houston, Detroit, and Philly. Also, okay. two shows in Brooklyn coming up. Uh, all at Dansoder.com. Listen to the Bonfire on SiriusXM. Me with Big J, a, a huge Eagles fan, and uh, my prediction: Forty ers go ten and seven. And we beat a team that I can't name yet. I'm not seeing it in my prediction. I don't know who's going to be the other team in the NFC Championship game. But I just think there's going to be a Super Bowl berth. Huh. Mm. I think the 49ers will mm. get back to the Super Bowl this year. And then it could be the greatest redemption story of all time. Because if James Pernicus Garoppolo wins... <laughs> a Super Bowl in San Francisco, it will be the greatest redemption story in my life of him coming back oh. in and winning and then just go anywhere. I don't care where you go, James. Take all the money. Go to Nashville. Go go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But just just win us that ring and, and ride off into the sunset. And then the and then it's it's Trey area, baby. It's the it's the Trey Lance era. Danny, I thought you had a comeback for that. Just, you know, I it's just when Dan finally closed with in my, the greatest comeback story in my life, I was like, okay, good. Because as long as we're not talking about football history, that makes some sense. Cause, oh, uh, yeah, no, this is a personal comeback yeah, story. That's, of course, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jimmy G, you know, not not quite the, uh, the, the classic hero that you'd want. I mean, the guy is so hot, fucks tons of porn stars and lives life with uh, a bunch of money from at least from this season that he definitely hadn't earned um kind of you know all tropes of a villain i would say but uh but i it would be fun to see him back in the super bowl because we know we can beat him well don't get so sure i mean he is a maxim magazine come to life (laughs) but he, he also by the way when he's on he's a very good quarterback sure he can make some throws that a lot of guys cannot make. Tell that to Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, well, one overthrow. Like Mahomes hasn't done that. And by the way, you got lucky on a wheel route from Tyreek Hill on a third and 15. The that mostly blur the cover. 
and that was the one reason you got the third and 15 and we lost. The wasp. So I hope that's your one Super Bowl for the next 50 years. I hope All that's right. the curse of Kansas City. Don't bring that, that guys, eagle in here. That you guys got that one Super Bowl, and then in 50 years when the NFL is about to be illegal, they're like, can you believe the Chiefs are finally back in the Super Bowl? I, what I what I hope is that we can play that prediction back when the Niners and Eagles are in the NFC Championship game, and hopefully we'd be able to talk about it. If that happens, that. we have to have you back and yeah, preview absolutely. this shit. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and if the 49ers don't make the playoffs, I was never even on this podcast. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, Dan Soder, thank you for joining the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, guys. A little brief pause to say that today's episode of Sorry We Love Football is brought to you by Sports Drink. It's your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created, I mean, a couple of years, not really new, but it's a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team and our favorite team, to be honest. A rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social, sportsdrink.org, or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink, but without any vowels, right? So S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K, Sports Drink, that's where they are on Instagram. It's a new brand. They're pulling this show up. If you like this show, you like Sports Drink, get at it. That's the ad read. Okay, back on the other side. Talking week eight slate. Danny had yet another solid week. I mean, the hits just keep on coming. The guy went 10 and four. Bringing his season total up to 63, 44, and 1. He still leads the show. He's among the league leaders nationally. I know I keep saying this, but I have these like CBS sports sites that I check and uh, these NFL.com people that I follow. This is not against the spread. They just pick these games straight up, and that's what the number reflects. Danny, are, have you been making any money off of this year? Absolutely not. <laughs> Damn. I got really close in a pick'em league to winning the fifty bucks, as I said earlier. I, I you know, I, I got fucked in that scenario, but it's just, uh, it's just a useless skill that I have being able to pick this year's picks, not against the spread. And turns out you can't even win money, even if you try to bet the money line on things. Yeah, so you're basically twenty games over five hundred, which, you know. It's so crazy because when you remove the spread, I always feel like, oh, this this should be so much easier. We're just picking who you think is going to win. It still shows how difficult it is to predict the NFL results from week to week. And well, you and you were right there behind me in this week's picks. But for your bias against the NFC East, which doomed you yet again. I know you picked the burger game. I mean, that was that could have been huge pick. For you, you picked the bu- you picked the Bucks to lose. You picked the fucking what was the other? Oh, the Commanders. Commanders, Commanders. No yeah, I, I I went on an anti-pack rant last week. Uh, I can't stand that team. I think it's falling apart. It's it reminds me of just like that Bucks team, which is why I also picked against them. Uh, I got some curveballs this week as well. I luckily for that two plus forty burger. I got to tie you on the weeks, but I didn't gain any ground. 
So I'm at 59, 48, and 1. Jamel went 8 and 6 on the week, bringing his total up to 53, 54, and 1. You did, you were net positive, Jamel. Yeah, it looked like it was a pretty terrible week, but uh, you it did. came around the river bend. I, um, I regret not picking the Bears. I definitely had the, I could feel my semen tingling. Mm. And I just didn't listen because I was like, I'm not listening to my balls, man. But I should have. Isn't that, I guess in the 80s, they would have told you, you should always listen to your balls. But now, and you know, we're we're sophisticated now, people. <laughs> we don't yeah. go with our gut or our nuts. It's just all brain-led actions. It's pretty gross. You got to trust your nuts sometimes. Yeah. Uh, we're men, damn it. <laughs> damn, we're, this is a football podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, hey, two by two teams are on bye week. Uh, Chiefs and Chargers, AFC West, half of them get a break. Danny, what does this open up your... Uh, you got a nice Halloween weekend bye week. It's kind of a sweet spot. I got invited to a pumpkin carving event. <laughs> On Sunday that I said, you know what? I will go to that. If it's after the early games, <laughs> I will go. So two o'clock on Sunday, instead of having to feel stressed and needing to be stapled to my couch, I'm actually going to be doing something fun and Halloween related. Uh, it's basically halfway through. You got the nice buy. It's a little early for a buy. You like you like them when they're later, but going into the buy, how are you feeling about this chief season? Is it just kind of... Let's get to the playoffs and and see what we really are. Same old Chiefs. Yeah, I you know the playoffs. That's what's important. We're gonna make the playoffs easily. We're gonna win the West. It's all done, and all we need to do is go through the formality of playing teams like the Jaguars and the Texans and the Broncos twice. I mean, this is over. So yeah, let's see who we're playing. I hope it's the, <laughs> the Dolphins. Honestly, get the Dolphins in there. The formalities, I like that. And then so for the Chargers. I think they're b- really bad. I don't understand. I think they're just injured. I can't tell what the hell's. I mean, they're a cursed franchise. Jamel, as like a, I guess your third favorite team might be the Chargers. I was just doing the math. As our as yeah. our resident Chargers fan, uh, check in for them. I mean, they never should have fired the black dude. That's how I feel. Okay, Thursday night football: Ravens at Bucks. Pretty good one. Uh, the Tom Brady apocalypse shit is really starting to to happen. You can feel the wheels coming off. It's getting fun. And God. the Ravens are just the team to just fucking, what, snip the brake line. Let's just keep it going. Bury them. Well, that's not what the Ravens do is the problem. They play they everybody close. Every, yeah, they go up. They fall apart in some way, and then they have to either redeem themselves or not. I want look. Nobody wants this Tom Brady experiment to be over more than I do, but I just don't know if the Ravens are the ones to take the opportunity. His neck is on the curb; it's yeah. over, or his mouth. I should, you know, that whichever way you like to do it. That's, <laughs> yeah. There's the, there's an East Coast and a West Coast pick. style. <laughs> yeah, uh, but whatever, it's there. It's there. It's got to happen. Is Lamar Jackson the guy to do it? Does he have that cold-blooded snake in him? I mean, beating the Bucks will uh, make everyone forget 
about the rocky start to the Ravens season. Mm. Playing on Thursday is the biggest concern for me in terms of the Ravens' success, but I'm still riding with my guy. Go Crazins. Yeah. I got the I, I, I'm picking the Ravens as well. Um but just I think Lamar's been really good. I I even soured on him again in that Giants game because I watched the wheels come off for the Ravens. Like that's just what they do. But he's been really good this season. And they he, they don't have a number one receiver. They play like fucking three tight end sets and he's still throwing yeah. a bunch of touchdowns. So he's fine. Danny, who you got? Maybe it's just my balls oh, no. speaking. Uh oh. Maybe it's my Jewish fear of things not turning out okay in the end, but I don't think Tom Brady is dead. I don't think he'll let himself die. He destroyed his life for this. Give me the bucks. Let's head to Sunday early games. This is why Danny is staying home. Broncos at Jags. (laughs) Danny has to monitor his AFC West opponents. Uh, What is, is this still ripping? Is he rip, letting it rip? Probably. I mean, what's wrong with Russell's shoulder? It's like a, a grade two sprain or something. Then he's got a hamstring. Like now, they're they're giving him a little time to think about it, even if he is better, because he's been terrible. The coach is an idiot. Uh, I'm not waking up at six thirty for this one, because that's what it is in LA time. People six thirty in the morning to watch a Wembley game. It's mm. unreasonable, even in the best of times. And watching the Jags beat up on the shitty ass Brett Ripper and Broncos is the worst of times. That's a fuck. By the way, that's an English reference because it's, it's Dickens. We know it's Dickens, baby. That's good shit, Danny. I liked it. I was with it the whole time. I'm picking the Jags. <laughs> yeah, the Jags run London. Uh, yeah, let's have tea and biscuits. And Danny, you're picking the Jags as well, yeah? I'm picking the Jags in it. Is this the last <laughs> is this the last London game? This it season? Be. I think it is. Forever? Hopefully, yes. No. I think we have a Germany game coming up, which uh, is going to be really fun uh, the week after this. Uh, they're sending Aaron Rodgers to Germany. We'll, we'll cover that next week. <laughs> well, that's Panthers. good because he's a Nazi. <laughs> yeah. First podcast to say it. He's... <laughs> <laughs> Panthers at Falcons. Uh, The the Panthers showed some life last week. That's the thing, Danny, is when you see Tom Brady on the other side, it stirs something in you. You want to play a little bit harder. You that so. I don't see the Panthers mustering up that type of hateful, spiteful spirit again. So I'm picking the Falcons, who are pretty good. Here's my question about the Falcons: Are they? They take yeah. these losses. I mean, they beat the the Niners pretty handily, but it was with like a Niners defense, as we also discussed earlier, that was very wounded and kind of made it look like, you know, all these games where we were competitive, turns out we actually can beat people. And then they put out a stinky egg this weekend. And, you know, what are you going to say? The Panthers are revitalized. My man, DJ Moore, who I'm starting in fantasy this week because I have to. Is gonna go off. Give me the Panthers. Oof. I mean, 
I just think the Bengals got some stuff figured out. You know what I'm saying? I think Jamar Chase, once he got his baby mama issues resolved, he's clearly playing good. I got to go with the Falcons, man. Fuck that. No Christian McCaffrey. No coach. It's gonna. These are the things that get guys amped Going. to play. <laughs> yeah. He's not wrong. Bears at Cowboys. I don't know. Dak's back, I guess. How is this not a one-sentence game? It is a one-sentence game. And I'm finally going to cave. I'm picking the Cowboys in this game. I don't buy that Bears bullshit. The, the, I never bought the Patriots bullshit. So in order to try and beat Danny, I have to say the Cowboys will win this game. I mean, the Cowboys are going to win because they win at home. It's pretty simple. I just feel like I need to be, for the first time, I need to put a reversal on this one sentence. These are two, at least 500 teams. Are the Bears yeah. three and four or four and three? I think they're three and four. Three and well, four, I believe. All right, so they're not. But the Bears showed something. They've got a defense and all that. The Cowboys, who knows what they're going to be with Dak. It's a, this is more interesting than a one-sentence game should be. Okay. Give me the Cowboys, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's a real one-sentence game. Uh, Dolphins at Lions. Should we now just put the Lions in one-sentence hell for Yo, the rest of the season? I'm done with this team. I'm never picking this team again. In the history of this program, as long as we do this show, whether it's in person, Zoom, Schwencaster, whatever the fuck you want to do it on. I'm never picking the Lions again. They were in the game the whole way. Four turnovers in the second half. All you have to do is not lose the ball. They didn't even need to score. I just don't I'm understand. Through. I, I, I don't understand it from watching Hard Knocks. It felt like it was all there. What other way does a coach need to coach? Like, I, I understand, like, a guy like Hugh Jackson looked like an asshole from jump, and he just looked like a clown and, and didn't have command of that organization. I feel like people like Dan Campbell. I've, I thought he was, like, they a run-through-the-wall kind of guy. And then, turns out, that's not enough. So what is a coach supposed to be like? Andy Reid, I don't know, he's, like, a fun, fat dude. That is that the, is that the key? Do you have to be kind of a fun, fat guy? It helps. Then why do people keep I, um, hiring these tiny analytics guys? You know what? There was a, a quote from the from Coach Campbell earlier this season that maybe we should have paid more attention to. Uh, he said he fell over backwards in his chair drunk in the second half of the Monday night football games. He couldn't take notes anymore. He woke up. He couldn't read his notes. But, hey, I'm back in the building this morning. I took some aspirin. We're good. So that is how he's spending his time, is passing out drunk yeah. during the season. So Dan Campbell kind of was queuing into uh, maybe he's not taking this so seriously or he's not the man for the job. I mean, they've tried everything. They tried good coaches. They tried smart coaches. <laughs> they tried mean coaches. They've tried dumb coaches. Now they have a coach that's uh, basically a St. Bernard. <laughs> 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 
Which I'm is done why with these fools, dude. I'm picking no. the Lions. It, call oh. it a gut thing. Oh my god! They're at home. They play better at home. Uh, and it's yeah. just what we talked about leading into this week. Dumb shit happens every week. Why couldn't this be the dumb shit game? Look, Tua is definitely not a winner, but he wins. It's weird how many games this guy wins <laughs> for being the least winningest quarterback in the league. Uh, somehow, he's going to get it done with a, a really bad Lions defense and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle like flying around doing that. That's This is going to be some week one Tua shit. Give me the Dolphins. Okay. Uh, I'm picking a tie. You're doing oh, it? Oh, well, way to get tie. back in. Because, that- yeah, because this is this is two fucked up objects meeting each other. Uh, you think it died li- in front of our eyes, man? No, this is this feels like a tie to me. Has a lion ever seen a dolphin in, in the animal kingdom? Do you think that's ever happened in that interaction? Well, not since back in the day, they. Okay. Yeah, back well, that, when there was Pangea and it was all one landmass. Exactly. And they Maybe used to run happened. into each other all the time. And then, you know, some shit happened and some things went down in front of the Pangea liquor store. <laughs> and now they don't fuck with each other. Um, That's how so, the continents uh, were formed. Yeah, what Pangea is it? liquors. There used to be gang violence. There's still gang violence. Uh, what does a tie get you, Jamal? Is this plus five? It's not plus two. Plus three? Where are we at, Danny? What are we saying? You know, let's call it an even three. Okay. Cool. That's a plus three if he gets that. T- I mean, that's the hardest thing you could possibly call. It's a tough call. It may. It um, might have been five. Listen, of course I'm lobbying for five. I'm going to go four. We're going to bump it up to four. I think Feels good to that. me. You were so close that. earlier that if you get this one, come on. Extra. I was on the doorstep of a tie. Uh, Cardinals at Vikings. Kyler Murray has DeAndre Hopkins back. Are we just, were we too quick to rush to how terrible this Cardinals team is? I know, Danny, you guys whipped their ass. We escaped them. But Hopkins is a legit number one receiver. So I think this game's. Closer than it looks on paper, or however you might think of it. I would say this is uh, the Vikings' um, biggest test in the Perp Cousins era. They win this game. I'll actually think they're a real contender, at least to lose the Super Bowl. I don't know if they're a contender to win it, obviously, but they're a contender for the NFC Championship game. They They win this one. How's this their biggest challenge? And the whole the Cardinals are coming to town. It's a home game for Minnesota. Nah, man, the, because the Vikings suck, man. They're fuck. They're like six and one. Winning this game goes against their nature in every way. I agree with that. I very much agree with that. So it, you, they win this game. It's kind of like, oh damn, this team can just win games. It's they have not been. accidental. Danny, what's I'm, your read on this game? I don't know. It's actually like it's one of those pairings of teams that seems to go either way in your mind. I don't know what the record is, and I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to look up the last yeah, don't do that. few meetings. I just go, I'm going with my balls on this one, and I'm saying they play it tight, and it's a high scoring affair, and both sides are more healthy than they have been. It all comes down to likability. Do you like Kirk Cousins more? 
or Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, kind of the petulant sort of millennial or Gen Z baby type. You know, that's the framing. Kirk Cousins, psycho, uh, anti-masker, religious nut. I'm going with the scary religious guy every time. Yeah, having God on your side can not only win you games, but also get you out of prison. Vikings. Okay, well, I'm going to take the Cardinals here. They play in a dome. This is, I don't think there's some huge home field advantage for the Vikings. I do think everything you guys said is valid, but I like this Hopkins thing. He has a lot to prove. any of it is valid. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They don't know shit, dude. I don't know anything. Uh, Cardinals, moving on. Raiders at Saints. Dennis Allen revenge game. That's my angle for this game. So I'm taking the Raiders. <laughs> He's going to lose. Raiders too. I also like the Raiders. The Saints are that's that's not happening anymore. No, it's, it's wobbly. Yeah. And we own their first round draft pick. So with the more the Saints lose, the more the Eagles win, bringing us to Steelers at Eagles. Eagles have returned from their bye week. To just open arms. We're fucking throwing rose petals at this team. It's just a thing of beauty to watch these guys take the field, let alone march down the field and score whenever the hell they want in every in the second quarter. I'm picking the Eagles. Welcome home. Welcome back. Is there a Steagles joke somewhere that we can get to? Somewhere. These two teams have been playing each other since before minorities had rights. I'm tired joined, of it. They joined forces, so to, to further that cause. I'm picking the Eagles because it's just what's going to happen. But um, I would like the state of Pennsylvania removed from the union. <laughs> Strong words. I know yeah. it's been a hard time for you. Thank you. Uh. Yeah, I'll just say the Eagles because it's obvious. But your time will come. Not this week. Uh, Okay, Patriots at Jets. Guys, a couple weeks ago, we said Zach Wilson. I have to bring it up. We said Zach Wilson's storyline could be the Milf Hunter returns, the Jets go on a run, and it's exactly what's happened. It's insane. The Jets are 5-2. and Losing Brees Hall, though. Yeah, at what what cost, though? That sucks, man. Yeah, the only thing that isn't going right for the Jets is Zach Wilson. (laughs) He's been like fine. He's been bad to find, aggressively fine, and in a in a bad way. You're right. I think it's tough because you know the Patriots are in their own kind of death spiral. Where who knew that Mac wouldn't even last? One season, he was Mister. He was talk of the town, Mac tonight. Now that you were the only one saying that, you love hyping a horrible. Yeah, you were the only one. Our long night is over. It is no longer Mac tonight. It is Mac never. It is Mac when Bailey Zappi gets hurt, and that's a whole weird thing. So I guess because the Jets' defense is a little good, I guess give me the Jets. What happened? 
on Monday Night Football where the fans were chanting for Zappy. Like, was that a sarcastic thing? Did the fans give up on on Mac Jones? Did Belichick give up on Mac Jones? Was it going to be a like a um, they're going to rotate series with something I read as well? Like, what the fuck is going on? They drafted Mac. They traded up and drafted him with a first round pick in the top 15. Don't you have to let him? He, he was in the playoffs last year. Look, this happens to quarterbacks sometimes. The, you just lose the crowd. You lo- It's like an ancient Rome. The thumb goes down. You don't know even what you did. This happened to your boy Carson Wentz in Philly. It's just it's all of a sudden, it's over. You're finished. Just like in Hollywood. One day, it's just your career is done. And you re- you realize, like looking back, oh, I guess that last that day was the last day of my career. Mm-hmm. You don't know when you're in it, but we do. Yeah, just ask Vanessa Mitchell. <laughs> Rough. Uh, so Jets for Danny. <laughs> Jamel, you know uh, give me the Patriots, man. It's this is like what's going to be the best Jets home crowd for. I don't know how long. Like they hate the Patriots more than any other team. So this is, you know, the AFC East rivalry. I know the Bills, like Bills removed. This is who the Jets hate. And this is their best chance to win, but I'm still taking the Patriots. They just lost their starting running back. Yeah. Yesterday. Running, running back doesn't matter. I the what uh, does I matter think when is, you're playing the Patriots, you need a running back. I what think. does matter is quarterback, which the Patriots don't have. Or they have two of them, which it means they have none. I don't know who their quarterback is. Bailey Zappi's not good. I don't know why I should trust him to win on the road. Uh, I'm taking the Jets. All right. Well, let's. We need a palate cleanser after that. So let's do two one sentence games in a yes. row. Yeah. Let's do that. Quick. Afternoon. Titans at Texans. Tighten up. Give me the Titans. Titans. Tighten up. That's yeah, gross. I can't believe the Titans record is going to be like. Pretty good. They're going to they be five and that two. Early season bullshit. Five and two. Uh, another shit fest that Carson Wentz luckily ducked. We were guys. We were promised Wentz versus Ryan. We're not going to get it. It's Commanders uh, at Colts. <laughs> I knew that there was no way he started this game. I might have even said it on the show preseason. There's no way he was going to make it to this game. I, it's, that's a great point. I mean, he isn't going to make the Philly game either. He, we. He's out for six weeks, so he doesn't have to go back to Indy or back to Philly. This is the Carson Wentz experience. The guy, come on. I'm picking the fucking commanders. Yeah. Again, I told Rachel Benetta to her extreme distaste that Matt Ryan sucked. And I was absolutely right. That is documented proof. I have it written on the walls of my bedroom. I look at it every night. He sucks. I don't know how good Sam Ellinger is going to be, but I don't want to find out. Give me the great Taylor Heineke. Oh, my God. Can the Commanders really win three games in a row? We go on a run at some point every year just to give the fans enough hope to buy another hat. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this, it's is just, it'll, this is that run. It's not real, people, but Commanders. Wearing a Commander's hat as we speak. And it... Uh, Bleep words, uh, t-shirt, throwback logo. Uh, okay. Niners at Rams last Sunday, late afternoon game. 
This is an NFC championship rematch. The teams look the same, only they're both somehow much worse. I, I don't know. Look, Rams Niners, coming off a bye. Niners, you took one on the chin. Good on you. You're good guys. <laughs> huh? There's no shame in losing no to the Chiefs. Shame. It happens no to everybody. Shame. It's the best. You got to love it. Uh, so you're going to bounce back this week. Your defense, they got embarrassed. Now they got to really right the ship. Everybody's going to be a week healthier. Give me the Niners to beat the shit out of the ever disintegrating Super Bowl hangover Rams. Mm. Uh, McCaffrey debut. And that his full debut. Full, yes. Yeah. He, he was on the field a few snaps that last week and, uh, he wasn't fully ready. Oh, he'll be ready. Bang, bang, Niner gang. It's just the, the, the only thing that gives me pause here is the Rams coming off the bye. Like this is their season more or less. Like, you can't come off a bye at home playing your division rival for, I think, first place in the division because this division sucks and just lose. And basically, your season's fucked. It's like the last stand. This is the Rams' last stand. They're it's true. It's true. Champ. I know. And they're coming off a bye, which this team of old guys Needs. definitely needed a week off. Put those nuts on the table then. I'm staying Niners. I don't care. I'm, I'm going Rams. Mm. I don't want to. I, I hate are. that team. They're they're one of the mo- least interesting teams to me in football. Despite winning the Super Bowl last year, there's just nothing fun about Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Other than that, I don't give a fuck. Is that fair? Fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. Next. Okay. Uh, hey, let's go to. What are we going to? We got one more Giants at Seahawks. Not that so there is one more afternoon game, excuse me. Giants at Seahawks. It's a long trip for the Giants. They have to go all the way west to Geno Smith's house, the house that Smith built. Oh god, well, I don't know. You guys take this one. What what do you see? I don't know, man. I haven't watched a ton of Seahawks, but it does feel like this is the game where the Giants finally, the shit finally catches up with them. You know? I don't know. It's going to, you you know that like late game Seattle, like that you, you switch fest. it to the channel and it's just a lot like dimmer and darker than the other yeah. game was. <laughs> and it's just all ugly out there and you're watching an ugly game and it's like, you know, 19 to 17 on the last possession and the fucking the fucking Danny Dimes just got it again. Those and are the games the Giants win. Seattle, are those games. Gino yeah, got murky. him down to the 10. They missed a field goal or something on a wacky play. Giants come storming back. It's a one point game. That's what I envision here. Give me the Giants. I also think the Seahawks are better on the road. Is that a thing? Am I making that up? Probably. I don't know. Yeah, I might be making that up. But... No DK Metcalf also. Yeah. Mm. I'm going with the Seahawks, man. I I like the Giants in the long term as well. I think they are one of the top three teams. If top not three teams? In the <laughs> NFC. Shut the fuck up. Okay. In the NFC. That Okay. I can accept that. Yeah. Damn. But. That was a wild statement. 
This is their loss. They're, I mean, in the NFC, they're not top three. They're maybe top five in the league, like the fifth. And now, still a little yeah. wild. What you and mean? Now we well, we really need to find out if Dan is going to eschew his NFC bias. No, I, I have to. I have to split hairs here and pick the Seahawks. I can't pick both the Cowboys and Giants when they both are going to lose this week, and then it just blows up in my face ah, because I picked them. It's going to so hurt. You. Give me the Seahawks. Give me Geno Smith. Give me Petey Carroll. Sunday night football: Packers at Bills. The, De- <laughs> the Packers lost. Aaron Rodgers laying on the field at the end of the game, just face down. I think he wanted to wait there till the fans left. I don't think he wanted to get up. <laughs> Never thought I'd see the day, man. I thought I, I thought I would really be dead in the ground before the Packers lost to us in any capacity: road, home, neutral site, Peach Bowl. Insane. I mean, it, I'm taking the Bills. I don't really have shit to say about the Packers. They, they are not fun to watch. No. They stay the bills and whatever yeah, fucking whatever whale oil supplement that Joe Rogan is is sending Aaron Rodgers to drink before game time is not working. All of his beliefs, the ayahuasca, all this stuff is is not saving him. So it's all a bunch of quack bullshit. Him reading seventh grade uh, literature and going on on Pat McAfee and talking about how fantastic it is. You can't Just troll embarrassing us shit. if you don't have any power. And you, you're definitely going to get pantsed in front of the Bills. Mm. In front of the world, it's Sunday Night Football. It's prime time. Chris Collinsworth is going to have to I don't know, hype up whatever terrible third string receiver that the fucking Packers have. It's going to be a nightmare. God help us uh, if they win. Oh, my God. There's no... I, It'd have to be a Josh Allen gets hurt game. I don't see any oh. other way. If even I don't, I want really you to don't. Put that out into the world. I'm putting it out. Right, I right. will guarantee oh, a Bills you win. It. You did it. And also, <laughs> if Josh Allen plays the entire game, there's they cannot lose this game. Um, okay, Bengals at Browns Monday Night Football. The battle for Ohio. The battle for the, the really the question. This is preparing us for Thanksgiving. It's orange. It's brown. It's fall colors. <laughs> it's, it's yams versus pumpkins. Who you got, man? Come on. I got the Bengals. They're playing really well. I think they're pretty good. I think they're really good. Yeah, Bengals. Seems like they got their act together. Yep. Martha Stewart's Bengals. It's great that uh, it does seem like Deshaun Watson's going to return to a pretty bad Browns team. So it's just like, why even come back? Well, you're playing for next season reps. It's just going to be a bizarre situation. Okay, so that was the week eight slate. Let's move on to this week's mailbag. You've got mail. Every week, mail comes to, floods to, the Sorry We Love Football headquarters and we only read three pieces of them. <laughs> we have so much leftover mail. Danny, do you have a piece of mail that you want to read? I do. And I found it in a very odd place, the bottom of the bag. Hey, guys. It's me again, Antonio Brown, Mr. Big Chest. And I'm a big fan of this show, which is why I wrote you 700 letters. So I'd be guaranteed to get on and say what I want to say about the Jews. 
Oh, man. Thanks to Danny, Dan, and possibly Jamel, I've decided that the Jews are all right. And even though we share a bond, I need to denounce Kanye West for all the things he said about your people. Anti-Semitism can't be tolerated in today's society, lest it be allowed to flourish. It should be condemned in all its forms. We should stand with our Jewish brothers and sisters like I'm doing now. But guess who's not Jewish? Tom Brady. Fuck that motherfucker. Tom, I'm going to fuck your wife and eat your kids. You better keep eyes in the back of your head because I still have the gate and door codes to your house. And when your family comes home tonight, I'm going to be hiding in the laundry basket. Or am I? You won't know for sure until you get that call from the cop. Equality for all. Peace and love to the Jewish community. Signed, Antonio Brown. Um, I love that letter. That's one of the greatest letters we've, we've gotten. I, I agree with everything he said. Sorry we love football affecting hearts and minds. Everyone's uh, coming Jamel, out in support. I love it. Jamel nice. had a great point the other day. Uh, we saw everybody posting the black squares with the, um, what, what was the text in it? Um, I stand with the Jewish people, I believe is what it said. And <laughs> Jamel's observation was, remember when they posted the black squares uh, after George, George Floyd? There were just no text. We didn't even get text. We could have used some text, too. That's all I'm saying. I like that y'all's got text. I just uh, thought we could have also used some text. The font was pretty sick, too. It was kind of like angular. It's just straightforward. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, bah. Look, the white yeah. people who come up with these things can't be bothered to think about <laughs> what exactly they want the style to be. <laughs> hmm. Well, I've got a letter. Okay. This comes to us from Sauce Gardner. Oh, shit. Sauce Gardner. Hey, guys. Big fan of the show. I just wanted to come on your platform and share some of my thoughts on Sauce. First things first, Tabasco, get it the fuck out of here. That is not sauce. That is hot water. Next thing, I, next thing I want to say is honey mustard underutilized. And I know this because when it's good, it's at the top of its game. And when it's mediocre, it's dog shit. Anything other than Ken's Steakhouse honey mustard is unusable. Newman's own, what are you guys even doing out there? If you're not going to take it seriously, don't try. You do so many other good salad dressings. There's no point to get into the honey mustard business. Uh, just fucking around. This is serious business. We don't want it. We don't need it. Ranch, also overrated. Mm. Mm -mm. For those who are anti-blue cheese, grow up. Become a man like I have. NFL rookie, Sauce Gardner. I mean, Thank you, can, you so much. You can like both ranch and blue cheese, I feel like. I agree with uh, that. I don't agree with that. I don't <laughs> understand. Because you have to prefer one of them with certain food items, right? So you don't want to ever have a mix-up. And it's so easy to mix up. If you got a big heaping plate of wings, and they yeah. said, we have blue cheese, but we don't have ranch. Or we don't have ranch but we have blue cheese. Would you give a fuck? I would. I would, but you're right. I would trudge forward and I would You would take it and you would eat it. That's I would, true. I would, I would, I would take you it. Know, there's just a, there's a lot of mid ranches. I, I have a lot of respect for the Denny's ranch. Yeah, definitely. And not, 
and not a lot of respect for a lot of other ranches. I like a cold ranch. I don't like a room temp ranch. Oh, give me, yeah, give so me a chilled. I hate when you go to the the pizza place in your town. You know the uh, the mid level pizza place. You know the only pizza place that's open after midnight in your town, and they give you that ranch. They give you that sauce, and it's like it's only two thirds full. It's like dog, why? Am I not a patron? Am I not supporting your business, man? Why are y'all cutting corners on me? Oh, thanks for writing in, Sauce. Uh, <laughs> uh, great rookie campaign so far. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have a I have a letter here from it's from it's written from Matt Ryan's neck. Whoa. It just says, "Thank God, thank <laughs> God, this is over. Thank you." <laughs> Big text. <laughs> it's very large text. He didn't have doesn't have much room for anything else. He just said signed Matt Ryan's neck. It's one of the great juicy targets in all of sports. Everybody <laughs> wanted to take a whack at that thing. I can't believe his last really <laughs> moment was that uh Frank Tied, Clark oh. called him a bad word or something. <laughs> right. That was his last moment in the league. That was it. That was the dying embers. I thought you were going to say when he did the Tide commercial with Ice-T, but sure. Did that happen? Yes. Jesus. This is a season uh, all about old people falling off a cliff and having I know. and making the horrible choice to continue on when they shouldn't have. And it's a lesson for America. There, That is a lesson. You could campaign on that probably. That's my final, my final <laughs> thought this week. Uh, if I ever run for office, I'm just attacking old people. That's my. I know it's probably bad politics because that's your vote. That's your voting base, but uh, that's what I'd do. Engage the youth. Get the youth vote. Danny, final thoughts on the week. Uh, I you know I I just I thought it was odd. I guess that like Frank Clark gets a two game suspension. For having guns like two years ago, like, look, people should not have unregistered guns or whatever uh, across state lines or whatever, except for football players. I think it's actually fine. They got a lot of everybody knows they're rich. It's like, yeah, of course, you're going to need a fucking gun if you go to some of the places that you want to go to in life. Yeah. Ask Brian Robinson. I mean, I, I bought my wife a knife. To carry around in her purse. There's like all these places she can't even take a knife into. How's a girl supposed to protect herself? Great and what question. kind of knife? What type of knife you get her? Oh, it's sweet. I don't know the exact make and model, but it's one of those, a nice flip knife. Flip oh, hell yeah. Thumb pops up. Switchblade. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get away Not from like me, that. rapist. Yeah. She's like, scarves yeah. a, a Z into him. Does she yeah, do the five the, the five finger fillet? Does she ever do you know have a couple drinks and put her hand on the table? They won't even let you bring your knife into the bar anymore. I know. Sucks. My final thought is, I finally got a peek at the numbers. Made Dan screenshot me the numbers. September was our most listened to month. Thanks for listening, and. I haven't even been doing the thing where I use my old phone to play episodes on mute. Uh, These are on, real natural numbers. We're also on track to beat September as long as this show 
doesn't bomb horribly, we should be okay to uh, have our new best month ever uh, this October. So, yeah, keep uh, thank you for that. Friends, tell your yeah, keep, yeah. tell your family, tell your fat uncles. Yeah, merch on the way too. Merch is on the way. The holidays are on the way. Our Thanksgiving specials are, are probably some of the best shows that we do. And over the holidays, we have more time to come up with bits and do some fun shit. So uh, get ready for more good shit. Sorry for the self-promo. Peace. Yeah, I'm really sorry that he used the term bits. We don't do bits. We're writers. Sorry we begged you to tell your friends and this podcast is an hour and 50 minutes long. <laughs> What?